Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 217. We're going to spend some solo time together today. You and me, baby, which is my favorite, my favorite way to spend time with you. Uh, We're going to do, we're going to do, we're going to have, we're going to have a conversation about resistance and readiness. Yes, it is going to be a hot, little topic. I can't wait. (laughs) I'm excited. Uh, I feel like I'm going to bring the energy and bring the fire today. It's been a wild ride. It's been a wild week. We got back uh, last week from Nashville and running on five hours. I ran into the week, did a whole bunch of coaching calls on Tuesday, recorded Uh, two 90-minute podcasts, which by the time you listen to this, they should be out. Uh, Did a whole bunch of podcasting stuff on Wednesday. And then I've had loads of calls with my warriors. I've been planning our next very cool thing that's happening inside of Warrior School, which is Warrior Queen 2.0, Play to Win. So I just finished the workbook And all of the videos uh, on Monday and sent that out to all of my warriors to enroll them in that. I am writing a prospectus right now, which is basically a big document that will give you all the information that you need to know about Warrior School, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm sending out a bunch of invitations to uh, a bunch of potential guests. I've been meeting with new potential warriors on calls. Uh, I'm going to do a guest speaking gig inside of Creator Club on Thursday night. So tomorrow night and I'm planning for that. It's all about podcasting. Uh, (laughs) What else? We've got uh, the last leg of our tour of our Confidently Ever After tour this Saturday in Vancouver on the home turf, baby. Uh, And so I've been planning Confidently Ever After Vancouver, which is on Saturday. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. My to-do list is very long, uh, but it's exciting. It's full of really cool stuff that... I get to do. Uh, But that meant on Sunday, I, well, first I had a delicious, epic, divine training session, uh, a leg session that I probably pushed a little bit too hard on because I'm still sore four days later. And then I spent the entire afternoon and evening laying on my couch watching Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) And... For those of you who are newer to the podcast, I am obsessed with Grey's Anatomy, especially the first 10 seasons. I think I've seen them, we're probably, we're, we're definitely over 10 times. We're probably heading up to around 15 to 20 times each through. <laughs> so what I do is, I'll watch it up to then I'll watch the newest season 
And then once I've watched the newest season, I'll go back to the start and start season one again and then work my way all the way back up. And by the time I normally get back to the newest season, the newest season has been released. It's out. And then I'll watch the newest season and then I circle back and I'll watch season one again. (laughs) I have a pattern. I have a rhythm. Uh, And I used to have quite a big issue with doing this you know I used to believe that I had to spend all of my time being really productive so I should be reading I actually even said to Carson last night I should be reading I should be reading something that is you know teaching me something that I'm learning something about that you know is stimulating my mind giving me an idea or a concept that's helping my writing that will help me with my podcast my you know, my work, my coaching work, I should be, you know, reading. Instead, I just really want to watch my show. And I go through rhythms and phases where I'll get really into reading. And for the first half of the year, I was, I read just obsessively. I've read so many books already this year. And right now I'm just, I really just want to watch my show. And I've worked really hard on this because previously I had a very interesting relationship with watching things, movies, watching shows, because I, you know, time, time is one of our hottest commodities. So I always wanted to spend my time productively, as productively as I could to support my vision, my mission, to progress me for it. But I have learnt over the last couple of years that it is okay to work really hard for a lot. Like I work a lot (laughs) and then it's okay just to lay on the couch and just watch six hours of Grey's Anatomy for it to be my recovery, my rest. It's like coming home There is such a sense of um, safety and security. I like to know what's already going to happen in my shows. It drives Carson crazy. We'll think about watching a new movie together and I need to know what's going to happen. So I like to read the synopsis. I like to do the research on all of the characters. I kind of already know. I want to know what's going to happen at the end (laughs) before I even start watching it. And for me, that's really comforting I feel really secure and safe Uh, (laughs) I don't really love surprises so but especially this uh, you know the last couple of months when I have really just wanted to lay down and watch my show I've had to really work through the guilt that comes up in my mind around doing this like I shouldn't be doing that and I should be doing something more productive that's helping me move forward but really Doing that is productive. It is helping me move forward because taking those moments, those two hours, some evenings or every now and then those six hours on a Sunday afternoon and watching my show allows me to then show up and work really hard for the other six days of the week, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Uh, and so that's what I did on Sunday. And that's kind of what I'm working through right now. Uh, that if I just want to lay down and watch my show and watch Grey's Anatomy, 
<laughs> that's an okay thing to do with your time. Uh, and maybe you felt like this too. Maybe you feel like you always have to be doing something uh, that something has to be like moving you forward. You have to be learning something. Uh, so Carson has a really hard time relaxing. I'm an, I'm actually a pretty good relaxer. Uh, I don't have as hard of a time just laying down in the sunshine and doing nothing. Or for me, I can lay down for six hours and watch Grey's Anatomy, whereas Carson can't do that. <laughs> uh, but we've spent the last two Sundays at home and relaxing a lot more because we lead very big, busy lives, which we love and that's not stressful for us. But we've got to have at least that day or that afternoon to decompress. And uh, anyway, I'm not sure there's a learning in there for you. There's not an idea or a concept, I don't think. Uh, my takeaway from... Uh, from I guess this experience or thing that I'm working through is that you can spend your time however you want to spend your time. So if I want to work, you know, six days all day for those six days because I love it, that is a totally cool way to spend my time. If I want to train for, you know, two hours a day, uh, and I'm nourishing myself well, I'm training properly and I'm recovering well, that's a totally okay and cool way to spend my time. If I want to on my rest day or my off day, if I want to lay there and watch Grey's Anatomy for six hours, that's a totally okay, cool way to spend my time. We, no one can tell us how to spend our time. We need to, you know, we need to spend our time in the way that we want to spend our time. And this is where, you know, I don't love this idea of overworking or overtraining or, you know, on your day off, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. There isn't really such a thing as overworking because if you love what you do, uh, and you nourish yourself well, you sleep enough, you, you know, you are training and, and moving your body. Uh, I would argue that you're not overworking. Whereas if you're in a job that you hate, uh, you're working for someone, it's really stressful. You don't move your body. You aren't nourishing yourself. I would say, yeah, you're probably overworked. But it's the same idea with training. You know, there's no such thing really as overtraining. It's really underfueling and under-recovering or an inability to manage our stress. So the stress that's been placed on the body by the training. So if someone, you know, if you want to train for two hours a day and you've set up your life to support that and you're eating enough and you're sleeping and you're recovering really well, well, then that's not overtraining. Uh <laughs> Anyway, that could be a learning or a takeaway. Spend your time how you want to spend your time. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about today's topic. We're going to talk about resistance and readiness. Uh, 
and you know I'll often have a bit of a story about where the idea or the concept you know came from where it was birthed from uh and I don't really have that story I don't think uh, <laughs> I Carson and I you know maybe it came from one of our conversations we'll often have you know conversations about various ideas or topics things he's heard on a podcast things that I've heard you know or you know conversations that I've had with my women and I guess you know there's been a few conversations uh, lately around uh, feeling ready and that's what I want to talk about today and also experiencing resistance. Uh, I'll often tell my women that when we experience friction or resistance, that's often a sign that we need to lean into that and go towards that. But we have this tendency to turn away from it and avoid it, uh, <laughs> which uh, doesn't serve us. And one of the reasons why we do that is because we don't feel like we're ready, which we're going to talk about today. So, of course, when I was thinking about these two words and writing some notes for the podcast, thinking about the ideas, what I wanted to talk to you about, of course, I Googled them. I Googled their definitions uh, and (laughs) I just wanted to share their definitions with you and then talk about, you know, my idea around resistance and readiness so resistance from the old French word resistor means hold out against and then directly from the Latin uh, to make a stand against oppose to stand back withstand readiness state of preparation Uh, preparedness, a being or getting ready, uh, a willingness and eagerness. So for a lot of us, so for many women that I have worked with, they don't really feel confident in their health, uh, in their food, their training or in their bodies. So most women don't trust their bodies or they don't trust themselves, especially when it comes to these areas. Uh, You know, remember that we're kind of like an umbrella and we have all of these prongs and there are many areas of our life. So we can feel confident, really confident uh, and in ourselves and trust ourselves in one area or one prong but we may not trust ourselves or feel really confident in another area or another prong. And this is where this idea of self-confidence comes in around how, you know, self-confidence really is um, this overall mindset uh, that is about your ability in all areas of your life or all prongs. So it's the belief that you're capable of achieving what you want. And then, you know, the other, the other confidence is really about attributing confidence to a very specific area or skill or situation. So a lot of us, we don't feel confident uh, or sure 
when it comes to our training, our food, our health and our bodies. And a lot of this uh, lack of confidence really comes from a lack of trust. And when we have a lack of trust, this often produces feelings of doubt and fear and overwhelm and frustration. And then these feelings will often then produce very predictable actions or behaviors or results or inaction uh, often can be the case. So often we'll have resistance and avoidance uh, from, you know, doing certain things because we have these feelings of fear, overwhelm, doubt, frustration, which really come from a lack of confidence or a lack of trust in ourselves uh, and our bodies within a specific area. And so here we're really talking about our health and training. So I'll often hear women say, you know, I'll start X, Y, and Z when, or I didn't reach out before because I wasn't ready yet, or I just need to do X, Y, and Z before I start. So for a lot of women, we want to get ready before we start the thing. We want to, we want the conditions to be perfect for us to start but I don't have to feel great before I record a podcast and today I you know I didn't really want to record the podcast I've got a lot of other stuff to do Uh, my mind you know is having a little bit of a hard time focusing on doing this when I've got a bunch of other work to do Uh, I trained this morning you know I'm a little tired I didn't feel great, but I don't have to feel great before I start to record the podcast because it's Wednesday. That means it's podcast day. I also don't have to feel sure of myself or less overwhelmed before I start taking on something new in my business. I don't have to be fully ready before I start something new. The conditions don't have to be perfect. In fact, often the conditions are not perfect. And if we wait for the conditions to be perfect, we will never start. We will never overcome the resistance, uh, the doubt, the fear, the overwhelm, the frustration. And so I have done so many things before I was ready. I started as a dietitian in private practice before I was ready. I had just finished my master's. I found two mentors that specialized in eating disorders and disordered eating and worked in private practice, but I had no idea how to be a dietitian in private practice. I had no experience with working with people with eating disorders, and I didn't know how to be a contractor and you know run my own business and my own schedule. But I started as a dietitian in private practice before I was ready. I did my first Olympic weightlifting competition before I was ready. I moved to Canada before I was ready. I started my business. Uh, I left my old job at Lululemon before I was ready. I started my podcast before I was ready. If I was to wait until I was ready, and what does really what does ready mean? That's a really cool question that we can ask ourselves. Often I'll ask my women, you know, when they're talking about goals or results, I'll ask them, well, what do results mean to you? What do they mean to you right now? Uh, and you can also ask yourself the question, well, what does ready 
mean to me? What does ready feel like to me? Because if I'm waiting to do something, I'm waiting to be, I I need to be ready. What does that look like to you? What does it feel like to you? You know, do you, uh, do you need to be prepared? Okay, well, if you need to be prepared, what, like, what kind of preparation does that require? What is, um, what does that look like? If you need to get, you know, be ready or get ready. Okay, well, what does that look like? Uh, when it comes to starting to take action in your training or your health or your food. So that's a cool question that I've asked myself when I have told myself, okay, you're not ready to do that yet. Okay, well, what does ready look like for this thing that I might feel like resistance towards? So often because we don't feel ready, this is when the resistance comes up and we'll tell ourselves a story about how we can't do it, we're not ready, we don't have the skills, we don't have the discipline, we don't have the focus, Uh, you know, it's going to be really hard, we're probably going to fail at it. And often, and a lot of the times, you know, this uh, resistance or this readiness can maybe come or we think it comes from external things. So like, I don't have enough time right now, so I'm not ready. So when I make more time, then I'll be more ready. Or I don't have uh, money right now. So when I have more money, well, then I'll be ready. And so then the resistance will just go away. And yes, those external things can play a part in creating the resistance for us or us feeling like we're ready. But often it's the story that we tell ourselves that stops us from taking action. So the story about it, you know, us not being enough, good enough, it's going to be too hard, uh, we're going to fail at it, we don't know what we're doing, we need more, you know, knowledge first. Uh, So it's often our story that, you know, the mind will tell the story and then we'll feel doubt, fear, overwhelm, frustration. From that, we'll feel resistance towards doing the thing uh, because we don't feel ready to do it. So then we avoid and we don't take action and we procrastinate uh, because the conditions aren't perfect. But the more I have focused on my energy and my behavior, the more my emotions follow. So and the less resistance I have felt. I'm going to say that again, because I think this is really important. The more that you focus on getting energy in, because we need energy (laughs) to do anything. And the more you focus on your behavior, the less uh, resistance you'll feel, the more your emotions will follow. And what I mean by that is the emotion starts to change, you know, from doubt to a little bit more certainty from overwhelm to you know feeling more sure or more clear from frustrated to again um, this clarity this you know this you have direction you have a sureness a certainty and so we have got to take action we've got to 
do the thing (laughs) in order for us to move through the resistance to overcome some of these really big emotions or stories uh, that stop us from doing the thing. So confidence fuels action and it produces very predictable results. So if we don't feel confident in ourselves, uh, we don't feel confident in our decisions, in our behaviors, we don't feel confident in our body, that is going to affect our actions. Uh, It's going to affect our results. The only way that we can build confidence is through doing things is through doing things, is by doing the work, by showing up. I talk to my women all the time about uh, accumulating evidence. Uh, We need evidence. And the only way we can get evidence is by taking action. And often we have to take action before we feel ready. And, you know, even though we feel resistant to it. Now, what helps all of this, which I've spoken about before, is having energy, having a clear plan and having someone to lead you or support you. Those three things can definitely help you feel a little more ready and overcome some of the resistance or those emotions that you're feeling that are stopping you from taking action. So you need energy, you need a clear plan and you need someone to support you and lead you. It's often not I need more time or I need more money or, you know, some of those external things. Those are kind of like your three key things that you need. So using the podcast as an example, when I started my podcast, you know, I didn't feel ready. (laughs) I was on a 12 year old laptop with a USB mic uh, and I felt a lot of resistance towards doing it. But, you know, I've definitely learned in the last decade that I, and I go towards the resistance. I turn towards her and I face her and I move into her because uh, she's taught me a lot. The bigger the resistance, really, I think the bigger the, bigger the lesson, uh, the bigger the win, really, that we get in the end. And as soon as you get past that big resistance, uh, you can use that as evidence for your future self, for you moving forward. So, you know, I've been through some really hard things in my life that have created, you know, a lot of resistance, you know, a lot of overwhelm, doubt, fear, sadness. Uh, But I moved through them. And as soon as I got past it, I got to gather the evidence that I can do hard things And I can feel all of these emotions and I cannot feel like I'm ready and I can still move through it. And so then I've got that evidence there. And now I use that evidence when I feel like this, you know, in other areas of my life moving forward. So as I said at the start of our episode, I don't have to feel great before I start this podcast episode. I don't have to feel sure of myself or less overwhelmed before I start taking on a new business project. I don't have to feel ready before I start something new, but I've got this stack of evidence. Uh, There's a quote by Alex Hormozy, and that is, you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in the mirror, 
but by having a stack of undeniable proof that you are who you say you are, outwork your self-doubt. For those of you who know me, (laughs) I ain't a morning routine gal. I ain't a inspirational, motivational quote type of gal. And I ain't a shouting affirmations in the mirror type of gal. I am a show up, do the work, prove to yourself that you are who you say you are and outwork yourself doubt type of gal. Get the evidence. We've got to collect the evidence. So, for example, if there is something that I want to do in my life, so if I set a big goal and I don't yet have the ability to do it, it doesn't mean that I'm not confident about it. So it's important to think about how you view yourself. And I have a ton of confidence in myself that I will find a way to get something done, that I'll figure it out, that I'll work as hard as I need to work to get the result that I most want. That does not mean that I already have the capacity. So notice the difference there. I have a ton of confidence in myself. So I believe in myself because I've got a stack of evidence that I am who I say I am, that I can do hard things, that I can move through the wall or through the resistance or through the hard thing, you know, that I can build the business, that I can start the podcast and four years later, you know, it is, you know, it's growing and it's successful. Uh, It's the strongest, you know, Uh, one of the strongest parts of my business. So I have a ton of confidence in myself that I will find a way to get something done. So I believe if I think about wanting to take on a big challenge, a new challenge, I believe in myself that I'll find a way to get it done. I'll find a way to do it. I'll figure it out. I'll work as hard as I need to work to get the result that I want. And I'm okay if that takes a long time. So, you know, I have an approach you know, the long way home when it comes to training, when it comes to my work, uh, I also have the same approach when it comes to my business. I'm okay with being patient and taking the long way. But that is very different to I have the capacity to do it. So I may not have the capacity to do this thing yet. And this is where a lot of my women where you feel really stuck with the training, food and health stuff, you don't feel ready and there's a lot of resistance because you don't have the capacity to do that yet. You haven't spent the time experiencing the training, uh, experiencing listening to your body, connecting to your body. And so We feel resistance when we feel like we don't have the capacity and there's a big difference. So I have faith in my ability to learn it or, you know, I have faith in my ability to try. I have faith in my ability not to give up, but I may not have faith or trust in my ability to actually do it yet. But when you become more able or more potent or more educated or you have more agency within an area or when you have more confidence, the timeline between when you decide you want to do something and doing it compresses. It collapses in on itself. 
Now, when I want to change something, I just change it. Or when I want to do something, I just do it. So the time lapse between wanting to do something, thinking about it and actually doing it is a lot smaller. It's collapsed in on itself. It's compressed because I've spent a decade or more practicing this skill of doing the thing before I feel ready, even though I feel resistance. And now when I feel that, I know that, okay, I got to lean into that. I got to lean into the resistance. I may not actually have the capacity to do the thing yet, but I believe in myself. I believe that I am the woman that can achieve what she wants. Even if I don't have the skill set or the knowledge right now to do it, I know that I'll be able to find it, to figure it out, or I will get support uh, and put someone at my table, have someone at my team that will help me achieve what I want. So you don't have to be fully ready to start something new. Actually, you don't have time to get ready. (laughs) You need to start now. We need to start now. So for me, one of my biggest motivators, the thing that gives me a sense of urgency when I wake up every day is I am going to die. And now that might seem a little dark and twisty for, (laughs) for some of you. We are going to die. You are going to die. You're getting older and we actually don't have time to get ready, whatever that means to you. Uh, We need to start now. So for me, aging and dying is my sense of urgency. We're getting older. We're going to die. And so the old game that was played before was, okay, It's downhill after 40. You know, we're getting older. We're going to slow down. Life's drying up. You know, life in our vagina is drying up. Uh, And, you know, we're kind of locked in to the way that our life is. You know, we're locked into our job. We're locked into the family. Uh, There's a sense of stagnation, stuckness. Uh, You know, it's just normal to get tired and kind of lose that uh that boldness that passion new game new game uh is this idea of reinvention we're going to reinvent that actually we're going to prepare well and powerfully in our 30s and 40s the 30s and 40s is actually the sweet spot where we can still uh build muscle and build a strong nervous system build, you know, have good physiology, good hormonal health. We can still, you know, do all of these things. We can uh, travel and wear cool clothes and express ourselves and have passionate sex. And, you know, we can prepare well for this second life, this second stage of our life. So for me, thinking about dying, thinking about aging, that gives me a sense of urgency And that is more powerful than me having to have the perfect conditions or feeling really ready to take action and do this new thing. 
uh, and it really helps me overcome resistance. So for a lot of women that I talk to, they're not sure where to begin when it comes to their training. Uh, Maybe they've had a lot of time off. Maybe they've been injured or they've been ill or they've, you know, kind of crashed and burned uh, their nervous system, uh, their energy, and they've been healing. And often what a lot of women tell me is that they feel like they need to get ready to start training again. They need to fully heal or they need to have, you know, all of their energy back before they start to train. And often, you know, within the the injury space and the pain space, uh, I've heard this a lot as well. And Carson and I were actually talking last night around, you know, he had a patient yesterday that uh, has chronic shoulder pain, injured their shoulder. And Carson's been telling them, you know, and helping them, leading them through, you know, a bunch of exercises and telling them that they needed to go to the gym. But this person hasn't gone to the gym and is not doing their exercises because they are waiting to be pain-free or they're waiting to have more time, like when their kids go back to school. So they don't feel ready to start, but they need to start because that thing is going to take away their pain. It's going to help them move forward. Uh, And so if you feel like you aren't ready to do something or you're feeling a lot of resistance towards a particular thing, one, I invite you to really lean into that resistance. Why is it there? You know, what's the story that you're telling yourself? Uh, What's the, the stuff around this Because it will be around readiness. You're not feeling like you're ready. And it will be a time thing, an energy thing, a money thing, maybe a knowledge thing. So get clear on your state of readiness, I call it. uh, And why you're feeling the resistance that you are towards the thing. And then what you need to do is potentially you need more energy so you can have more capacity uh, so you can take on this thing that feels, you know, really scary and overwhelming uh, and a little frustrating and that it's going to require more energy at the start. And these things do things that we don't feel ready for, think bigger things that we want to take on new things. They require more energy. That's why you've got to get some more energy in. Uh, and then maybe you need a bit of a plan and a strategy. And so this kind of comes into this whole idea of this all or nothing approach. You've just got to take a small, consistent action and potentially you need someone to help you do that. Uh, So a friend, uh, a coach, you know, a colleague, someone that could maybe help lead you into doing that uh, can be really helpful. Okay, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that was helpful and if you have any questions actually I'm going to do a Q&A podcast episode coming up in the next couple of weeks so if you do have any questions for me that you want me to want me to pop in a hot Q&A episode I love doing Q&A episodes I love your questions so if you have further questions around this idea or this topic or anything else let me know And 
I'll pop it in my notes to do a podcast episode on it. Okay, warrior woman, I want you to move forward, move through the resistance, even though you don't feel ready to do it and do it. Take action. Okay, bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.